0: The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose The Direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Index holdings are
1: subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor foresight fund services. Look, I know there are some people who believe the scarcest resource on this planet is a cartoon JPEG image of a cannabis-smoking orangutan. Who knows? Maybe a few sessions of therapy will help these decrepit souls come to their senses. Now, for the rest of us, we all know that the most precious resource on this planet, besides clean air, is clean water, because without it, nobody lives. And today's ETF Battles is a triple header between three ETFs that own water-focused stocks It's Aqua, Full, and FIW duking it out. Stick around. Welcome to ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge. It's great to see you again. If it's your first time watching, be sure to subscribe to ETF Guide TV. And if it's not your first time here, well, thank you so much for returning. Also, if you have a certain ETF Battle matchup that you'd like to see, hit the comment section below or our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. Be sure to give us your ETF ticker symbols and then why you'd like to see that matchup. Today's trivia question is the following. Which investing great said this Quote, the stock market's filled with people who know the price of everything, but the value of nothing. Was it A, Ann Scheiber, B, Ray Dalio, C, Philip Fisher, or D, Julian Robertson? Post your answer in the comment section below. Plus, I want you to tell me what you like most about ETF Battles. I'll be handpicking one winner with the best and correct response. They will get an ETF Battles shirt. A recent study by Harvard University researchers found harmful chemicals in water that exceeded federal health limits affecting more than 6 million people. Cities like my hometown, Chicago, and others like Washington, D.C., continue to deal with contaminated water due to outdated lead piping that needs to be replaced. So how do you invest in companies that are addressing these big-league problems of clean water? Well, today's ETF battles was requested by a viewer by the name of Newman SOS, And it's a triple header between three water ETFs. It's FIW from First Trust, FO from Invesco, and then AQWA, also known as Aqua, from Global X. Now, though each of these funds targets the water sector, they have clashing investment approaches, as you're about to learn. judging today's matchup is a dynamic duo. We've got Jessica Ferringer with ETF.com and Mike Akins with ETF Action Judges. Welcome back. It's great to see you. Great to be here, Ron. Nice to see you, Jess. Hey,
2: Ron. Hey, Mike.
1: And this is our first combo of having Jessica and Mike together, so I'm looking forward to it. We've got our four battle categories, cost, exposure, strategy, performance, and then the mystery category where you, the judges, get to pick that factor or maybe multiple factors to make your persuasive arguments. In favor or against a certain ETF in this battle. I've got the scorekeeping chores and my scorecard is ready. And uh, we're going to begin with the first category, which is cost. By the way, keep in mind, none of the outcomes on ETF battles is ever predetermined or known in advance by myself or any of the judges. So let's get started with the first category, which is cost. Jessica, kick us off.
2: Sure, Ron. So I think all three of these water ETFs are reasonably priced. They're all pretty similar in cost. Uh, Just looking at the expense ratio, Aqua is the cheapest at 50 basis points. Um, That being said, this fund is relatively new. It just launched in April of this year. It only has about eight and a half million in AUM. And this means that relative to FIW, uh, which has an expense ratio of 54 basis points, Aqua has a much higher spread. So if we take all that into account, I have to give the cost category to FIW.
1: Thank you, Jessica. That's a strong start. Mike, how do you see it in terms of cost? Yeah, not a lot to add with
3: what Jess pointed out there. I think uh, if you think about it from a total cost perspective, FIW and PHO um, are going to come in a little cheaper because of the spread. They both have over a billion dollars in AUM. They trade very liquid, so it's easy to get in and out of. Um, Aqua is overall cheapest from an expense ratio, but um, given that it's relatively new, it trades at a higher spread. Um, it does have a little more global, which can add to the higher spread. So you are getting a little more diversification to that global area. But ultimately, with most thematic ETFs, it comes down to exposure and strategy and expense ratio. Unlike in the core categories of broad composites, just doesn't mean quite as much. So I'm gonna give it to FIW as well because it's the cheapest of the two mature water ETFs from the habitatis spread. But at the end of the day,
1: it's not my um, strongest consideration. Very good. Well, our judges agreed in that category. Next up is exposure strategy. So, Mike, uh, you kind of alluded to this a little bit, but break it down for us. Which of these three ETFs stands out? You bet. So this is this is where it starts getting fun. I will say that FIW
3: and uh, PHO are very similar. Um, they both have thirty-seven companies. Uh, Thirty of the thirty-seven companies are the same. They overlap in the portfolio, and actually. of the portfolio overlaps across those two. So they are very, very similar. And that's unique in the thematic space because oftentimes we see vast differences um, when we're looking at at thematic ETFs. Aqua um, is going to have the most differences across the two. And it primarily comes because Aqua is more global. Um, It's got over 30% outside of the U.S., where both FIW and uh, PHO have um, over 90% U.S. Um, from a Thinking about it from what you're getting allocation to, um, I like FIW's approach the best. It uses a tiered equal weight concept where it um, breaks down and equally weights the companies within five different subgroups, um, everything from purification, waste management, to um, actual distribution of water. Um, and also, if you look at FIW and PHO, They have um, about 10% allocation to healthcare where you really get into the treatment of water. Um, And I think that can play a big role going forward. So I like generally uh, FIW and PHO the best from an exposure perspective. They have a little less utilities, more industrials, some healthcare of those two. I'm going to give it to FIW mainly because of the diversification factor. It's got less allocation to the top 10 and it's got a little bit more allocation to mid small cap companies. Um, But I would say that it's close to a toss up between FIW and PHO, but I'm going to give it to FIW um, for size and um, a little more diversification.
1: Thank you for that solid analysis. Jessica, you're up next in terms of exposure strategy. Do you agree with Mike's analysis?
2: Yeah, I agree with everything that Mike said. Um, You know that I'm a a fan of avoiding large stock positions in ETFs. So FO has some larger weightings in its top holdings. About 60% of the portfolio is in the top 10, um, whereas for FIW, it's only about 39%. I do think having a U.S.-focused fund is more beneficial right now, given this looming infrastructure bill that's working its way through our government. So really just taking all that into consideration, I've got to give it to FIW as well.
1: All right. I got you down for FIW. And next up is performance. This is where it really gets hot and heavy. So Jessica, break it down for us in terms of performance. Which of these three ETFs jumps out at you?
2: Yeah. So this one's tricky because it really depends on what time frame you're talking about. You know, as of late, uh, FO and FIW have had better performance. It's getting a boost from uh, the potential of that infrastructure bill that I just mentioned. Um, so if we look at all three funds since Aqua's launch, you can see that the U.S.-focused funds have done a little bit better. Um, FO is up nearly 11 percent since April, while FIW has gained just over 9 percent. And this is relative to only 6 percent for Aqua. But if we look at the longer track records for FO and FIW, um, the common inception for these funds is all the way back in 2007. And that small cap tilt is really helping to drive FIW's outperformance over the long the long run. Um, cumulative returns about 373 percent, and that's relative to 204 percent for FOE. Um For the most part, these funds are going to move pretty similarly. Like Mike said, there's a lot of overlap between the portfolios. But since we do have these longer track records to look at here, I'm going to give it to FIW once again.
1: Thank you, Jessica. Mike, you're up next in terms of performance. How do you see it?
3: I think that's great analysis. I mean, if you look at the performance, what really jumps out at me, uh, first off, I mean, Aqua um, has a really interesting mix of stocks and companies. And if you look at the the companies themselves, they've done quite well. But obviously, as an ETF, it doesn't have a long enough track record to really include in this category. So I'm going to keep it just FIW and PHO. And both have performed extremely well. And I would say what's really unique is if you look at the 10-year track record for FIW, it's outperformed the S&P 500 in that 10-year S- period. And it's done that with less than 5% allocation to technology companies. So that really gives you a sense that when you stop and think about what's led to the market's returns over the last 10 years, we know it's been tech-driven um, or big tech in the communication services. And this portfolio of water names, mostly being an industrial utilities and a handful of healthcare names, has held its own. And I think that is a big nod to... The broader theme that's at play here, Um, when it comes to FIW and PHO, I think Jess has it spot on. Um, Over the long term, I'm going to give it to FIW because of that diversification, because of that allocation downstream a little bit to mid-sized small cap companies. Um, But I really don't think you can go wrong with any of these. And I think what's unique, and I'll get into it a little bit more as we go along, but is this idea that there is outperformance um, beyond just technology. And I think this is a great example of of where that exists. It just happens to be in names that you wouldn't find in the S&P 500. Therefore, one of the reasons
1: thematic investing continues to gain investors' attention. You anti-technology heretic, going to burn you at the stake. Okay, next up is the mystery battle category where our judges get to pick their uh, specific uh, category of uh, factors or maybe single factor that uh, really is meaningful to them in this particular battle. So, Mike, give us your mystery battle category. What is it, and who wins it? So, my mystery battle
3: category really kind of is going going to this idea of thematic investing. Um, I, I bring this up a lot in these battles, but the idea of looking beyond sectors and industries. I think there's there's a viewpoint across the markets, and 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 based on some good evidence that you know the market is is broken down into sectors and industries, and Companies within those sectors and industries perform very similar, super highly correlated, which they are, but performance actually diverges quite a lot with, within those um, different sectors and industries. And I think water is a great example. You know, if you look at the utility names, American Waterworks is the number two performing S&P 500 utility company over the last 10 years, second only to Next Era Energy, and they are outperforming significantly most other utility companies. And it gives you a sense of why looking at the companies that are um, participating in attractive themes may be an alternative to just straight sector and industry investing. So my mystery category is this idea that just because a company is dictated in one sector or industry, I think you need to look beyond that that storyline. And water is a great example, whether it's companies that are dealing with water that are technically classified as healthcare or technically classified as industrials or utilities, those companies have outperformed their quote unquote peers from a sector and industry basis. And I think it really is a nod to this idea of thematic investing. Um, from that perspective, I'm gonna again bring it back into a winner and loser and give it to FIW simply because it has, I believe, the best exposure across all of the sub themes that might be at play with this broad idea of water and its importance going forward in our economy. So I'm going to give it to FIW, but the broader point for my mystery category category being, it's okay to, to challenge yourself to look past sectors and industries and think about things from a thematic
1: perspective. Thank you for that persuasive analysis, Mike. Jessica, you're up next. What is your mystery battle category and who wins it?
2: Yeah. So let's have some fun here. Um, for mystery category, I'm going to go with ticker. Aqua is definitely the best of the bunch. In fact, if you look at all six water ETFs that are out there, this is hands down the best one. And I think having a great ticker is especially important for these more niche thematic ETFs. Um, if you can look at a funds ticker and know exactly what it is, I think that's really just a benefit that you can't overlook. You don't get that same sense of things with FIW and FO. In fact, the second one actually makes me think of soup, and I think it would be an excellent picker for a Vietnam ETF.
1: (laughs) I was thinking the same exact thing. (laughs) Now we shift to the part of the show where our judges get to pick their overall battle winner, and Jessica, you're up, so give it to us.
2: Yeah. So overall, I have to say that I really like FIW's approach the most for just where we're at right now. Definitely like the U.S. focus given the infrastructure bill. Um, As we saw with performance, that smaller cap tilt has really added value over time. But even in the absence of legislation, uh, given that the fate of the bill is kind of up in the air right now, water is an essential commodity. It's not going to become less important over time. Um, Arguably, it's going to become even more important due to some of the climate risks that we're seeing out there and, um, you know, the aging infrastructure. So for that reason, I actually think any water ETF is a solid investment. But if I had to pick one, FIW is my overall winner.
1: Thank you, Jessica. Mike, your final opportunity to weigh in with your overall winner. Give it to us.
3: Yeah, I really can't uh, argue with anything uh, Jessica's laid out there. I think, uh, in general, uh, water makes sense to me. Um, I would note that, especially those advisors, investors out there that are are playing the thematic space, water is a great diversifier, too. If um, You think about it from a standpoint of a lot of the thematic ETFs tend to be tech-focused, tend to be you know really high beta. There's a different story here. Because of the names they're holding, they're a little more mature. Um, they're in different industries that are a little more cyclical, um, uh, standpoint to it. So, if you're tr- trying to create kind of a diversified concept of, of thematic investing, this is a great area to add in to get some diversification um, when one zigs another may zag type of concept. But overall, winner um, FIW is going to be it, be my winner. Um, it's got a long track record, it's done extremely well. I think it's set up to do well in the future. But I also believe that the other two ETFs will be right there with it. And generally speaking, they all do a pretty good job capturing the broad theme. So it comes down to what best aligns with you. If you're looking for a little more global, go with Aqua. Otherwise, PHO and FIW both have great histories and very similar performance over the long
1: term. Okay. So your overall battle winner, FIW? Correct. All right. Well, our judges have spoken. And this was almost a clean sweep for FIW and Jessica surprising us with her Mystery Battle category pick of AQWA Aqua. and That was really the only ETF um, that got any sort of uh, support outside of FIW. FIW was pretty much, like I said, almost a clean sweep. And, uh, of course, she liking that uh, ticker symbol. Um, the vanity plates, ticker symbols, as I like to call it, easy to remember. And um, this, these arguments you, that you, both of you uh, brought to our attention were outstanding. And of course, uh, Aqua, we'll have to keep our eye on that, particular ETF, not as long of a performance history as the others. But wow, I, you know, one of the things that really stood out at me was, um, and you sort of lose track of time, was the long performance history that both of these ETFs have, FIW and and FO. hasn't been that long since a water ETF was launched. And it has been. And it just shows you how how subliminal and how quiet this particular category has been. But uh, it's certainly starting to get more attention, especially with the focus on ESG investing and a planet-friendly approach. And as we learned, again, on today's program, Clean water is one of our planet's most precious resources. It's not JPEG cartoons designed by a bunch of eighth graders. Well, that does it for this round of ETF Battles. Uh, Hit the like button if you've been enjoying our content. A huge thanks to our judges, Jessica and Mike, for breaking it down for us. Well done.
2: Thanks, Ron and Mike. It was fun.
1: Thanks. So which ETF battles would you like to see in our next episode? Post your thoughts in our YouTube comments section or hit us up on Twitter at ETF guide. Give us your ticker symbols. Be sure to hashtag ETF battles. I'm Ron DeLedge. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.
0: The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSEE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short term trading, not long term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose The Direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com.
1: Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor foresight fund services.